The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. It is another episode of Radio Law Talk. We're heading into hour number two here. On the show, Todd Kunin sitting in the big chair for Fred Penny, who is on assignment to my right, as I said previously, in the place of prominence and distinction, Denise Dirks. Denise, how are you? I'm doing great. That's a very festive outfit you have there. I was in the mood to be festive today. I kind of match Cal, which is very odd. (laughs) We called each other. (laughs) Yes, I I just went with the uh, traditional black because it's so slimming. And um, yes, and and, and that voice, the smooth tones behind the glass. Cal Hunter, (laughs) Cal, how you doing? You know, really well, thank you. Glad to be here. Got to broadcast some high school football last night, and that's always fun. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, because strange things happen in high school sports. Oh, boy. Um, so you're listening to Radio Law Talk. You know, we didn't cover this last hour. Probably should this hour. You're listening to Radio Law Talk, and everything that we say here, while informative and entertaining and only rivaled by, as Fred would say, those alien shows, please know that the things that we say here on Radio Law Talk should not be construed as legal advice for your particular issue or any issue in general. Don't go to court saying, we heard on Radio Law Talk. Um, in, in fact, as, as we say commonly, the only time you could really cite Radio Law Talk and probably have it be persuasive is when you're sitting around the dinner table and somebody says, well, they said, and then you can say, well, I don't know who they are, but in Radio Law Talk, Todd, Fred, and Denise said, or Cal said, and and, and that might help you out. I think the only advice that I could probably give anybody on the air is seek an attorney. The only advice I could give is when you come up with something, if you're facing an issue that you have, um, find an attorney that you can talk to specifically about your case so that you're your conversations are protected by the attorney-client privilege, and if you retain that individual, they are uh, loyal only and have a duty to you to represent you in your case that's specific to not only the issue you're facing, but how that issue is handled in your jurisdiction. And remember that we're talking about a lot of times just mere allegations, and information that we're putting out there is... um, allegations are not necessarily truth will let you know if there's been an actual conviction or something to that effect so always remember that it's it's just it could be just scuttlebutt and most time you're working from the actual case files or copies of them but many times we're working from media reports and so their reliability is something for which we cannot vouch absolutely for more information on our disclaimers please go to our website radiolawtalk.com and you can find our disclaimer page there where you can find out the extent of our advice that we give, or not advice, as the case may be. But one thing that we do every hour that is absolutely scintillating and probably the hallmark of our show, or one of those that people listen to, is Case or No Case. Cal! Now it's time to play Case or No Case. Oh, you have to feel sorry for Dan Shannon and Day Kelly. Uh, Jay Kelly, Dan Shannon and Jay Kelly. 
They belong to the People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals group in New Jersey. They had just attended an anti-hunting campaign meeting where they were mapping out anti-strategy hunting when, as they were driving home in their Honda Civic, a deer bounded out in front of them and they hit and murdered the deer. And they decided they would sue the New Jersey Department of Fish and Game, or at least look into it, maybe just hold them accountable. They said, yeah, we think it's their fault. And everybody says, why do you think it's their fault? And they said, because the New Jersey Department of Fish and Game has decided that there need to be more deer in New Jersey so hunters have more things to shoot at, and therefore they are at fault, and we're going to go after them with everything we have. And I ask you, Denise, I believe you're up first. I ask you, case or no case? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I, now, these are, these are people that have kind of an extremist idea about ethical treatment of animals to the extent that there should be no hunting of any animals. There should be no harm to any animals. So would this type of a person, which I, I agree to some extent to what they say, but I don't agree necessarily – complete exclusion you know or preclusion right and um because i do believe that there should be some hunting if there's um too many animals to hunt right the question is does new jersey fish and game actually control the amount of deer and the population and do they let their hunts do the controlling right that's the issue um so i believe that this is a made-up case no case really mm-hmm Okay. Yep. Well, Mr. Kunin, what say you? Well, case or no case? I, I'll tell you, I, I'm torn on this because I am a member of PETA, and um, but not the traditional PETA. I'm a member of People for the Eating of Tasty Animals. Okay. Well, that's and, a different um, group, but same initials. Right. Got it. Okay. The other extremist. <laughs> yes, I, I do like a good fillet. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't know. Look, I, I, I'm. I just hopped onto Twitter and I'm not looking up anything here, but I just, but I remembered this. There's another one of these groups that has as their tagline that this group exists because this fragile earth deserves a voice. I'm thinking fragile earth for crying out loud. It's, Earth isn't fragile. It's put, it's put up with us for all these years. I it know. Seems to it's, be doing, yeah, right. it's, pretty, it's pretty darn strong. But yeah. uh, anyway, um, let's see here. I'm going to say it's a case. I, I, look, at first blush, I would say no case, but I'm so far behind in points, I have to go the opposite of what Denise does. And just, I love when he does that because he always does it wrong. Yeah, just, <laughs> to have, uh, just to have a snowball's chance in H-E double hockey sticks of getting anywhere. So um, I'm going to say that this is a case – and I am going to say that the PETA folks lose. Uh, they, they, they do not prevail in any lawsuit against um, the state of New Jersey. Uh, yeah, so it's a case, and, and New Jersey wins. This is ridiculous. Well, these, I, these two guys said, we think the reason the deer was hit by our car is because it was running from all the violence of hunting. <laughs> Yeah, and then they killed it, and then they skinned it, they and then they planted it, and then they What time of year was this? When, when, it was hunting season. It was hunting yeah, season? Sure, okay, yeah. 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 Um, well, 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to stick to that anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I always kind of wondered, you know, these guys go out there to hunt deer and they get their high-powered rifles and everything. If you could find a gun that would shoot a bullet that only traveled about 65 miles an hour and had a headlight on the top of it, you'd probably kill more deer because they just stop for it. All right, go ahead. Yeah, they, well, they stare at the lights. They, <laughs> yes. You can be frozen by them. Yeah. All right, so let's They're get... They're blinded, the, actually, by right, the lights. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly, like the song. So let's get down ooh. to the... Ooh, blinded by the... So let's get down to this if we can. Kudos if you know what the actual lyric there is. Yeah, something about dude, but I don't know the whole thing. Okay, so. Wrapped up like a. Dude. Okay, interesting. Keep going. Keep going. I don't know. After the break, we'll yeah. cut the, uh, we'll do the, the lyric, but go ahead, Cal. All right, for those of you who say this was not a case, would you be kind enough to raise your hand? That would be the lovely Ms. Dirks. It's an actual case, ladies and gentlemen. They actually sued the Truth. New Jersey Department of Fish and Game saying, you're letting too many deer grow, man. And then they're running from the hunters, and so they run in front of people's cars and commit deer aside. <laughs> <laughs> or, or words to that effect. Well, needless to say, they were just trying to blame someone for when they killed the deer, so the uh, courts in the case did not, uh, did not not was not interested in their particular argument. They didn't win anything or anything like that. But it was pretty interesting stuff, I thought, that someone would say, hey, it's your fault there are so many deer out there, and we're going to sue you because of it. I was fascinated by that. So do I get two points? You yes, two you points. do. Absolutely. You're yes. at 23, by the way. Yeah, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is case or no case, and it's also this segment. So we'll take a quick break here, and we'll come right back with more Radio Law Talk right after this. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to prolawfirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to prolawfirms.com. That's prolawfirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's E-N-N-E-Y-Lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds.
When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far. We're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car. Wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Porter, Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick quack. Don't spruce her up just like that. You'll be happy looking snappy. You'll be glad you was at the quick quack car wash. Get on the web and go to don'tdrivedirty.com and see where you got your closest quick quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck, get on the road, come visit the dock at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo, but first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Right then. Well, uh, Denise, you go ahead. Non uti purpurium juris consult. Latin, that's a nice touch. Thank you, Denise. Next time we'll try it in English if that's okay. Fred, how about you? Cal, I don't want to read all this. Can we just tell the people that we're discussing general legal issues and they should hire their own attorney instead of relying on what we have to say here? Well, we could, I guess. Uh, uh, Chris? I'm not going to be there anyway. Why have me do it? Let's, Let's have, have Todd, Todd do it. it. Me? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <clears throat> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is generally... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. You're listening to RadioLawTalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Or Todd Kunin, as the case may be today. Folks, space is the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Star Trek Radio Law Talk. It's multi-year mission to seek out new life and go where no person has boldly gone before. But what happens when crimes occur in space within maybe our own solar system or an orbit of the Earth? Denise, what happened? Oop. Denise, are you there? Yes, you are. Okay, I'm here. Yep, yep. We've got Anne McLean, who is a, Na- um, a NASA astronaut. And her former spouse, well, actually, not a former spouse. It's her current spouse, they, um, uh, Summer Warden. She just filed for divorce, and they've separated, and they filed for divorce. And this is a, a very interesting case. This happens absolutely all the time. I see it all the time, where one spouse will get information and access to the other spouse's financial information. First of all, is it improper or a crime? Probably not. To be counted, if it was a joint account, definitely not, because both spouse would have rights to see the information in the joint account. Um, the astronaut was up in the space station. She admits that she accessed 
the account, the bank account of her, of her um, estranged spouse. Either estranged or ex, or were they ex? Not ex. No, nope, that's why they're okay. Yep, they just filed for divorce, but there's been no uh, judgment of dissolution okay. of this marriage. And so we're looking at um, whether or not it's a crime to access an ex- estranged spouse financial records and i say first it's going to what's really going to matter is the characterization of the account is it a joint account or is it a separate account is it an account that was opened after the divorce right and was initiated you know those are the kind of things we don't really know yet but the allegations from uh, summer warden is that um Anne McLean accessed her account improperly was spying on her and has been using different types of mechanisms and manipulations to try to get custody of her son. And it's Warden's son. It's not McLean's son. McLean, Which, by the way, she got without the other partner's knowledge, is my understanding. If she wasn't the other partner wasn't even aware this was happening until the son kind of showed up, Is if, if I read the story correctly. I could be wrong about and that. And it, that's part is unclear, too. It, if it's of the marriage, this should be a child, but um, of the marriage, right? right but right. If, it, if the child was born before the marriage... Um, then we're looking at is just a stepchild. Although there may still be a parental relationship, it doesn't mean that they're going to automatically get custody. Right, and it's still a can of worms, so they're fighting over it, right. right That's right, correct. Right. And there's been nasty allegations. Um, McLean initially brought a complaint against um, a um, warden uh, saying that there was a assault happened. And so that then was you know, dismissed from the court. And now we're into this place where now Warden's saying she's stolen my identity to access my account. <laughs> and the funny part about it is, is the response by McLean is, oh, no, I didn't steal the identity. We have throughout our entire relationship had access to this account through passwords that are known to both of us. So this is going to come down to whether oh, really oh. the characterization of the account. And besides, I was just checking in to make sure you had enough money to pay your bills. And make sure that you're properly taking care of our son. Right. It's yeah. kind and, of the allegation, yeah. and, right? And the bills, yeah. Right. Yeah. So then um, Warden now has gone so far as to file a, a Federal Trade Commission complaint saying that McLean had committed identity theft. So okay, this but... is now going to be an issue about whether or not that theft happened. Is it a crime? What jurisdiction Is the controls? space station, the International Space Station, U.S. jurisdiction? That is, that's, that's the $64,000 question here. Wow. Is if this is a criminal allegation, <laughs> if this goes to, if this goes to the extent of being a criminal allegation and she faces criminal liability What's the jurisdiction here? And exactly. that, that raises because it's the International Space Station. It is. And but it's not just US. There's been what Russian involvement, Russian, Japanese, and, yep. uh, I yeah, know. Uh, Indian uh, from from the country of India. I think even some Chinese scientists have been now, involved. Now I will yeah. tell you, I think I have an answer. But before we get to that, here's some of the questions that come up here. The question is, the question is, um, you know. At what point 
Where is the space station? I mean, is it based upon its orbit? You know, the space station doesn't follow a fixed orbit. It doesn't follow a geosynchronous orbit. It, it, the orbit changes all the time. We do know that it's at various points over various locations on the Earth. Your airspace goes straight up from the land marker. Who knows? What where... country were they over when this took place? Exactly. And, and let me tell you why that is and is not an issue. Let's say a crime took place on the space station itself. We'll just say murder. Somebody kills somebody else on the space station. That would be a bigger issue because the crime is confined within that station. So right. maybe it would be an issue about where things are. But when it comes to identity theft, jurisdiction is established wherever the victim resides. Oh, really? Yes. So, so, and that makes sense. If your identity is stolen, somebody gets your credit card number and you don't know where they're at, maybe they're, maybe they're in another Europe, country. another country, wherever, you can still have that prosecuted in the county that you live in because that's where you are at as And that's the where the damage occurs. Exactly. Too. So in this case here... Jurisdiction isn't that much of an issue because it yeah. can be established wherever the person, the, the estranged spouse was on Earth, that is the jurisdiction of where it is prosecuted. And because it's a federal offense, the FTC probably has jurisdiction, so it's not going to be that much and of an issue. And I was thinking, you know, international law is going to now start to deal with space and jurisdiction and crimes in space and all of that, just like they had to do with maritime law. True. And I feel like it's probably going to be developed similar to maritime law. I just don't want to have to pass the bar exam in space. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, if okay? you do, you'd be truly an international attorney. He'd be an alien. <laughs> hey, Todd Tunin, an attorney who is out of this world. <laughs> Wait a minute. Just like the girls in the Ambergosa Valley. <laughs> Hey, you could contact us at 855-529-7234 or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. You can also email us at info at radiolawtalk.com and radiolawtalk.com is where you'll find our live stream and all of our podcasts as well. And we thank you for listening. We'll be right back. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610.
Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 
go to DAV.org. Oh, stop it. This is Radio Law Talk with Frederick Penny. So we just got through talking about, a, a, you know, a case from space. And if, if you were listening last hour, or, or actually the last segment, you may have caught when we, we didn't really cover the dynamic of the marriage between the astronaut and her estranged spouse back on Earth. But if you were listening closely, you would find that we were talking about two women in obviously a same-sex marriage. And the only reason I'm bringing that up is because it segues into the next case that we are going to talk about, which is the clerk in Kentucky who had refused to give marriage licenses to same-sex couples based upon her own religious belief. And there have been some developments in that. Denise, what do we know? We know that in a three to zero decision, so that means unanimous, out of the sixth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in Cincinnati, the county clerk can be sued in her individual capacity um, because she refused to give licenses out to people who wanted to get married. Now, her argument was that uh, she had immunity. She had sovereign immunity because she was the Rowan County clerk. And in that position, she has some kind of qualified sovereign immunity by virtue of being a part of the state or the county agency. And what we know is that, she, no, she can now be sued. And we've got two same-sex couples that have sued her um, for failing or refusing, actually, to issue marriage licenses to them so they could get married. And now what we've got is her defense is that, look, I didn't mean any ill intent. I just quit completely sending, you know, signing any marriage licenses completely. So I didn't just discriminate against same-sex couples. I just stopped issuing them because my religious belief is that um, there is not same-sex marriage. It, it's not. It's against my religious belief. That's right. So so that's why she did it. And, and again, we're talking about two different things here. There is her liability as the clerk of the county and then individual liability of, of her own person, regardless of her governmental function. And when it comes to performing your functions or not doing so as a government official, there is the idea of sovereign immunity. And I believe, if I'm correct, the court said, yeah, you're right. You can't sue her as the clerk, but you can sue her individually. Um, um, yeah, no, so, I think they I think they said you could, um, that she sovereign immunity shielded her from being sued in her role as a clerk. Yes, but, yeah, but, but as in her individual yeah. capacity, she could be sued. Now, look. I want to draw the distinction here. That does not mean that the plaintiffs win the lawsuit. All that means is that the lawsuit can be brought. The arguments still have to be made that maybe the law, the violation of constitutional principles and things like that, can be violated by a person in their individual capacity. Because let's remember this, folks. When it comes to allegations of constitutional rights being violated, the only, the only entity 
that you are protected from having your rights violated from is a governmental entity. The Constitution exists to protect people from governmental overreach, from governmental denial of rights, from governments doing this. So the government can't deny your free speech, but a private employer can tell you, you can't say this at work. The government can't do unreasonable searches and seizures in your house. But kids, guess what? Your parents can, because they're not the government, okay? And so you have all of that. The question is going to be, to what extent is she still facing liability when they say that, well, sovereign immunity applies to her as a clerk, but into her individual capacity? I think that's going to be an interesting argument there. Actually, they actually, the district court denied her qualified immunity claim. They actually got down to it and they upheld. So the district court um, uh, Judge Richard Griffin wrote, the district court therefore correctly denied qualified immunity to her because plaintiffs pled a violation of the right to marry. It doesn't matter if they're t- same sex, by the way. Um, the violation of their right to marry and that the Supreme Court uh, established in the previous case of Aberfell. How do you say that word? Oh, it's uh, Obergefell. Ober, no. Ober, Obergefell. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So, and that's the one that established the right to marry, <clears throat> even between same-sex couples. So under here, she quit completely issuing licenses, did not do her duty that she was supposed to do, that she was actually appointed to do, and or voted and elected to do. And so anybody, even even the heterosexual couples could have sued her. Yes, yes. And, and, and I think we might be talking apples and oranges here, because what, what they held here is... <laughs> In her role as the clerk, her government, she has sovereign she has sovereign immunity. So then the next question is whether or not she has qualified immunity as an individual. And I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it in different terms, for example. When I was a district attorney, when I was a DA, um, I had immunity in prosecutions against people. I couldn't be sued personally or civilly because I was a deputy district attorney, okay? And um, the only time that I ran afoul of that or would come close is when I went beyond my job as a prosecutor and started actually working more as an investigator by, you know, working with the police to investigate this, to investigate that, reviewing warrants. Now I get into the qualified immunity section. I have the absolute immunity as a DA, but if my own conduct takes me into a different purview, now it's qualified immunity where I have to, pr- where I have to prove stuff. With her, the court still said you have the absolute immunity as the clerk. So the clerk of the county can't be sued, but let's talk about you as an individual. And that's when the court said, yeah, you don't have qualified immunity as an individual here to to gut the lawsuit from the get-go. But I have a question about yes. that, Todd. Probably a dumb question, but as you know, is nothing new for me. But that is, if you're immune when you're for your duties as the county clerk, if you abrogate those duties as a county clerk, it seems to me like you're comparing an apple to an apple. And you can't say, well, 
you were the clerk, you didn't do your duty, therefore we can sue you as an individual. That would fall into the cloud of the performance of a duty, would it not? Well, that's because you're going outside the purview of your duty. What she did, there was nothing in the Rowan County Code that authorized her to not issue licenses to same-sex couples. Does the code say shall or might or may or will? It's, I mean, it's, that's the question, it's right? silent, but there was yeah. nothing that gave her the discretion, certainly nothing that gave her the affirmative discretion to say, you know what, I think you deserve a license and you don't because I disagree with, with your persuasion or whatever. And so she stopped signing all. She stopped signing all of this. And by doing so, abrogated her responsibility as a clerk. So the clerk can't be, the clerk's office and her as the clerk can't be sued, but her as an individual, as an individual for not doing her job and then for um, under the color of authority acting as a government official, even though she's injecting her own personal, she can face individual liability for it. I mean, the big deal here is, follow me on this, if you sue the clerk's office, who pays the damages? Well, the government entity does, right? Course, sure, All right. Sure. If you sue a person individually, who pays the damages? You got to pay for it out of your own pocket, and but, that's the that's the biggest difference here. In essence, what the court is saying here is that the lawsuit can't be brought against the clerk's office to have the county pay the damages necessarily, but the lawsuit can be brought against you individually. So if she loses, she's the one that has to write the check. Can the clerk buy liability insurance? Should elected officials then buy a spe specific type of insurance to cover themselves? Because you know what? It seems to me, based on what you're saying, any court could come up with a workaround. If they didn't agree with what the action was politically, they could come up, up against her. And I don't know if this is a political point or not, but I'm saying how do you defend yourself against that? Well, it, 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 and I want to point this out, and this gets back to what we talked about earlier when we started this, was this doesn't mean that the court's ruling doesn't mean that she loses. Right. All the court means oh. is that a lawsuit can be filed with your name on it. I mean, sometimes lawsuits get filed, and you can go in if you are the incorrectly named and say, look, the law, uh, the law prevents you from even suing me. You, you can't even get out the gate. Right. And the court here is saying, no, no, individually you can. It remains to be seen whether or not the plaintiffs can prevail, but she can't gut the lawsuit from the get-go simply because by saying, I have immunity. I, I think this is going to go up to the U.S. Supreme Court because yeah. it is a, two constitutional rights at odds with each other. And who's going to prevail? Yeah, including the rights of the clerk versus the rights of the people yeah, whom she did not rights. serve. And let me ask you another mm -hmm. question. Ever, has anybody in this state ever heard of this word? Recall? If she's not doing her duty, that's how you get people out of she office. She was already not voted in. She did not make yeah, it. So she lost the she election. She lost the re-election so, bid already. Yeah. We'll touch on that when we come back. One last comment about that. Now we're going to talk about Miley Cyrus maybe going back to space with that one. Hmm. <laughs> More Radio Law Talk is coming up. You can call us if you'd like. Or you can go to the website for more information on that, radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
If you're one of those independent people who want your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com lettyandcompany.com Most of my family, they never graduated high school or even let alone go to college, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter Brooklyn was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, studied hard, and, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I feel like if I didn't have anyone to push me, I wouldn't gave a bother to do it. I got one milestone down the drain and now I gotta work on the next. I see the future is really bright for me. I feel like it doesn't matter the age as long as you go back and get it done. The high school diploma is just added to the confidence and now I feel unstoppable. No one gets a diploma alone. You have more support than you realize. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. I've got to get my car washed. This dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today. I don't know what I do. And I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh -huh. Quick, quack, car wash. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. 
This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. If you pay my fee, I'll take your case. Time to get back to Radio Law Talk on RadioLawTalk.com and on your favorite radio station. All right, so I want to finish up just a little bit on this uh, clerk of the court in Kentucky. I want to go. I want to go back in time. Just take a step previous. We, we've analyzed this case from the standpoint of the clerk is already in place. Normally, they she issues marriage licenses or, or has the responsibility to issue marriage licenses. And we've been viewing this from the standpoint of the couple as an aggrieved party that comes in and is denied a marriage license, right? I want to go a step back in time before the first person ever applied for a marriage license and view things from the standpoint of the clerk who claims that she, who at that point in time would have claimed that she is an aggrieved party because, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to issue a marriage license contrary to my religious beliefs. What would be the remedy for somebody that finds themselves in that position? And my thought on it is this. You chose to become a clerk of the court, right? Of the county. Of the county. And and you knew what the responsibilities were, and you and you raised your arm and took an oath to fulfill the duties of the clerk of the county that included included the issuance of marriage licenses, not marriage licenses only to heterosexual couples, but marriage licenses in accordance with the law. All right. And you, you took a duty to uphold the law as it is. OK, if you had a conscientious objection to performing your duties, your remedy as the clerk is to not take the position. If it's an elected position, or resign if, if you're there, if it's an elected position, don't run. If the law changed after you were there, then it's your responsibility to resign. If you cannot fill the functions for which you were appointed, elected or otherwise hired, your remedy, I mean, that would be like a cop saying, well, I got a moral objection to guns. They're not going to let you do patrol if you're not going to carry a firearm. But you see, the people have redress against an elected official. Yes. The people can always remove her from office. They can recall her or get her out by the next election. Which they did. They have the redress. So I don't see where the harm is from that perspective. I understand there may be individual couples who say, I'm offended, just like there are couples who are offended if a baker won't bake them a cake because they're either heterosexual or gay, whatever it may be. No, I can it, see where they're offended. It's but It's very more, it's, it's not the same-sex issue. She refused to issue any marriage license. Can you imagine her attorney, she goes to her attorney and she says, look, this is against my religious belief. And they're going to go, well, if you just issue mar- uh, licenses to heterosexual couples, then you're going to be discriminating against same-sex. So... Just don't issue any. Don't do your job at all. But she, right? she had deputies do it. They, they were still issued. She just wouldn't do it. They had deputies that the county did not stop issuing marriage licenses. 
they were issued. Yeah, but she stopped doing any herself. Right. Yes. She abrog- and so she, she thought, I'm protecting out. myself by not issuing any licenses. And that is absolutely not going to be protective for her. Well, That's that not going to give her a defense. It was well, the and, best solution she could come up with, I guess. And, huh? and the interesting, Resign. And yeah. the, well, the interesting <laughs> thing is she could do that individually, but my, my guess is that every marriage license is issued, whether she physically issued the license or not, is going to bear the seal of the county clerk's office, which is going to have her name on it during the term of her office. And so even though she had a deputy do it, this is from the clerk's office. And so her name's still going to be on that thing, even though she didn't do that. But look, I think think we've discussed this one enough. The, The point is, if she had a problem with it, she should have resigned, and she ultimately she did, uh, but she's still going to face liability. But that's why we got into that one. Now let's shift gears here. Miley Cyrus, okay, oh Talk, talking about marriage. And, you know, we went from space down to Earth, and now we're going to go back to um, space again. Lost she's a, in space. She's a star. <laughs> but Miley Cyrus's marriage to Chris Hemsworth Folks, I know Liam or Liam Hemsworth. That's right. Chris is uh, Chris Thor. is the older brother. Yeah, he's the mm-hmm. older brother. He's Thor in the uh, uh, Avengers. Liam is the younger brother. And, you know, I know it's a shock. A celebrity marriage is coming to an end. It rarely happens. <laughs> um, but this one is happening. Denise, these two dated on and off for over a decade. They did. And they got married. And eight months after they got married, they're now separating. And the it's they're both making allegations against the other uh the cyrus camp has said that liam was doing drugs and misusing alcohol and the liam camp is saying that miley cyrus was just too out front with her um relationships with women right right Right? so and and before they got married obviously liam knew that miley cyrus was you know, bisexual. I yes. was pretty much out there. She admitted it to it and, and all of that. And she knew that he was using drugs. How well, could maybe, she not? How could she not? Maybe that's an allegation that I'm not sure that he's even been made public. I mean, if it were valid. Exactly. If, if he were using, she would right, certainly know. Then would she would have known him no. in advance. Right. Exactly. Right. So now they're starting to get a little bit um, in each other's face, which they don't need to. After eight months of, of marriage, it didn't work. You guys save your careers. Just let it go. Walk away. They came from such diverse cultural backgrounds. He's extremely conservative family, and her family's not. Right. You know, I mean, they're very opposite. Um, Very lovely families. I don't mean anything negative about that, but they just don't mesh. Their relationship was kind of an odd when it started. It was kind of odd when they got married all of a sudden. So your advice to them, if they came to you, one of them came to you seeking counsel, would, I mean, I know you're not giving I'd say, a legal advice. Well, you I say? hope you have a prenup, first yeah, of all, right. which I'm assuming they do, but I don't know that. And just let's make it peaceful. Let's just get out of it. Irreconcilable differences. Nobody's at fault for this. Walk away. Walk away. Save your careers. That so, seems logical. So TMZ is reporting that they did have a prenup that, that, 
means that whatever, I mean, look, we're talking about a marriage that only lasted seven months. Eight. Okay, or seven, eight months. <laughs> well, eight. was it seven or eight at the time of the separation? I think you could make the argument that when you go on, you know, the marital assets, oh. correct me, mar- marital assets, <laughs> the community property stops at the time of separation, not necessarily the time of the divorce or filing. Can that correct. make that argument? That is correct. So so whatever they made collectively over those seven or eight months is, is all that would be subject to community property law anyway. Depending on what the prenuptial says. And and the prenup apparently says that everything was separate property. So yeah. so I don't think that this is an issue. So what's oh, the big deal? This Why is an I... issue here. But uh, let me let me let me put a different spin on it because, and and this is important because we have listeners that uh, are in a bunch of different states: Tennessee and Kentucky and Pennsylvania, Texas. Cal- yeah. Texas. California is a no-fault state. You don't have to prove adultery to get your divorce. You don't have to prove. You can simply say irreconcilable differences, and the divorce is done. In other jurisdictions, notably Tennessee, and I say that because that's where Miley Cyrus was raised. That's right. And and in those jurisdictions, you do have to prove that's a fault some state. sort of fault in order to get the divorce and how things are split. But in California, you don't. And so the question is, why are they bringing all this stuff up? I would submit that they are bringing this up because of their careers. Follow me on this one, okay? It's very common for the fans of both sides and collective fans to say, well, team this person, team that person. And whoever is viewed as being the villain causing the breakup stands to lose a fan base, especially on Twitter, where your fan base can go down, and maybe you make a lot of money on your following and the number of folks there, and this could very well be a play that has nothing to do with the legal ramifications, but the ability to continue to court followers of the general public by saying, I'm the one that was the saint in this relationship, they're the reason I split, and vice versa. It's all about trying to appeal to the fan base and then there's my skeptical, skeptical conspiracy theory thing that is funny that this is all happening around the same time Miley Cyrus is releasing an album, and I wonder what sort of buzz this generates about her music. Well, Miley Cyrus is, um, was an, uh, a songwriter and a, a singer, and she used to be part of Disney, and she used to be seen as this, you know, perfect little person, and then she turned 18, and, and she decided, whoa. I'm breaking out, yeah, and she's... Yeah. Then became the bad girl in yeah. a lot of ways and has, you know, lived her life almost as a, a bad girl. And musically has been fighting to maintain relevance. That's true. That's right. That is very true because she comes from a country uh, kind of hillbilly rock background right. and she came into pop and now she's trying to like break out with her. Um, oh gosh, no, I'm going to forget that song, the one where there's yeah. Wrecking Ball. Wrecking right, Ball. Right, 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 so right. we're moving up to the bottom of the hour. All I'm going to say is what's going on has nothing to do with the legal ramifications, has everything to do with non legal stuff. We'll be back. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. 